afternoon good evening who are you where are you and how are you and where are you digging what are you doing welcome to news on acid episode 60 we are your hosts joe and evan evan doing doing well all things considered we are back after i mean i did a single solo episode with not so great audio quality uh about a month ago but we're about two on a two-month hiatus coming back from Nothing, nothing, nothing That's has like happened, happened really. in the last two months, really. Just um, been busy. Yeah, no big major world events. It's been pretty, it's been a pretty chill two months. Yeah, we're going to try our best um, going forward not to talk about coronavirus because it's fucking everywhere. We're like looking, we're as we're researching stories and going through things we want to talk about, Everything seems to touch coronavirus, and it's quite annoying. I mean, it's probably going to be that way logistically for a year and a half or two years. But yeah. we're going to do our best, even if it usually would tie back into corona somehow, to not just talk about coronavirus every week for the next two years, because everyone else is doing that anyways. And yeah. quite frankly, we've just had, we've had enough. enough. We get it. Like, yeah, Life's not turning back to normal anytime soon. We have to just keep going one day at a time yada yada but at the same time we can still try to think about something else once every once every week how about that yeah it's once a week too much to ask evan is it too no. much no and uh i you know at this point we're moving to audio only we're in studio technically v4 which is joe's garage um if you want to <laughs> yeah if you can hear there might be a slight reverb or echo to the back uh which is if joe, the garage joe right now has like <laughs> Three climbing pads surrounding him. <laughs> Trying to make a studio box for myself. It's yeah. it's may or may not be working. It also may start hailing quite soon. So mm-hmm. if it gets real loud when we're trying <laughs> to do this, that's probably what's happening. Yeah, it's exciting news though. But how's your how's your quarantine been, Joe? Has it been good or has it been boring? Quarantine is totally fine for me. I mean, I'm I think I'm definitely one of the people that's uh, that's built for this. Ooh, big thunder roll. Uh, I have everything I need. You know, I, I really am not in a place to complain about quarantine because, mm-hmm. let's face it, I have what I need. I'm not being forced out onto the front lines during a global pandemic. I'm not uh, tapped for cash. I'm not, you know, starved for, for much of anything. I have plenty to do. Um, I live by myself, so I'm used to being alone uh, the majority of my time. I mean, I definitely miss human interaction so yeah if there the one thing that really has has come to be you know a slight annoyance to me at this point other than not being able to like hug people (laughs) is uh the loss of like spontaneity in life where like (laughs) like everything has to be like planned out where it's like i go to the grocery store once every two weeks whereas like pre-corona it's like oh i can pop over there for like this one single thing just real quick because I want it, you know, or like, you know, need it for a recipe Mm -hmm. instead of now it's like, it's not really worth it to go through that whole rigmarole for like a can of tomato paste or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know, but all in all, it's been fine. I have a, you know, an increased concern having a immunocompromised family member nearby. 
So I've taken it mm-hmm. definitely at the like further end of like extreme where I think we know, and I'm sure most people know people all at over the, someone. Yeah. all over the spectrum of, you know, taking it or in a higher, too far or, a, oh, yeah. or, or people not taking it at all, you know, like not taking quarantine seriously mm-hmm. whatsoever. I mean, we all know, I think people all over that spectrum of, of, uh, of difference, but yeah, I think I'm definitely been on the the side with that in mind of of I'm good here. Yeah, don't worry about yeah. me. Don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> you know, like that type of situation. <laughs> but all in all, it's been fine. How about you? I mean, you're obviously you're in Denver. I'm also out here with plenty of space to move around. Yeah, I'm breathe. in a very urban area, yeah. basically close to downtown Denver. Yeah. Um, it's been interesting for me. Uh, I work from home already, which we're going to get into. We're going to talk about spyware and how yep. bosses are spying on everyone. I promise this is the last time we're going to talk. We're going to try to talk about coronavirus. <laughs> we just wanted to catch up because we've been yeah. gone for two months. Right. But uh, no, it's been interesting for me. Um, I think what's interesting for me is like I started dating someone right when this started happening. Yeah. And then lockdown happened and we had to make the decision are we going to break self quarantine to see each other? And it was like, Eventually, we just had to like decide to do that. Yeah, um, breaking cue. Yeah, and so it's like that's kind of that's kind of a weird feeling when it first started. It's like boning without a condom, <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> raw dogging it. What's what's gonna happen here? <laughs> yeah, there's so many implications. <laughs> yeah, like, who did you see today? <laughs> like, yeah, because that's the whole thing too. Is like, well, I'm I'm self quarantining, but it's like, okay, but then like. Who did you really see? Like, what did you do? Like, did you go to the office or like, did you do this? And like, did you go anywhere? Yeah, she was good in that she didn't like, she literally didn't leave her house for three weeks. Yeah. And her, she has roommates, but they were out of town yep. and she, uh, instacarted everything. So it was like, yeah, no brainer. Um, dude, how about, are you washing your groceries or whatever? <laughs> no. Like sanitizing them? I'm still doing that. It takes like as long as it takes to go grocery shopping. <laughs> I'm real, like that. That's definitely something that can go as soon as possible. I'm I'm really over that. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I'm still washing my hands a bunch because that's just probably good policy in general. And then there, we watched this awesome mushroom documentary. Yeah. Fantastic fungi. I think it's called. That's right. It's basically a Paul Stamets uh, documentary <laughs> infomercial, which is awesome. Uh, but it got me taking a bunch of like mushroom supplements that yeah. are you know there's like cordyceps and turkey tails and lion's mane and all sorts of mushrooms that are really good at um and getting your immune system's potential up um and so yeah i've just been taking those it seems like a good thing to take in general so yeah still a really good idea to just do what you can to stay healthy because the weird part about being quarantined is like especially at first it's like all right well I'm stuck at home, like drinking mm-hmm. <laughs> and like eating shitty and like all that. But like the longer it goes on, the more it's like definitely try to stay on top of keeping yourself healthy, just like as a baseline in case. You know. Well, that's there's. I think there's a lot of really amazing silver linings. There's so much. You guys can probably hear all the thunder in the background, but um, there's a lot of silver linings to all this. One of them being I've been cooking a lot more, so that makes yeah. me healthier just in general. Um, because if I'm going to cook, I might as well like eat something healthy rather than just some Trader Joe's microwave shit. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing. That's the only silver lining. <laughs> it's, it's something. I mean, I feel like I'm in touch with people that I wouldn't even normally be in touch with just because yeah. everyone's like on the same page of like, 
Does anyone want to like FaceTime, you know, like or whatever? Um, but yeah, I mean, we can get off of our it's starting to rain. We can get off of our uh, Corona. Corona rant, but I mean, definitely one it. thing. Yeah. One thing to note if we're going to try to avoid talking about it in the future for me is that one thing I try to remind myself every day, um, and it can come off differently. I feel like for people that aren't. Um, experiencing somebody nearby that they really have to like be uh, mm-hmm. cognizant of is that all of these precautions that you should be taking and hopefully are taking right now really aren't even necessarily to serve your own best interest unless you're an elderly person or someone with a com- or a compromised immune system. So mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, taking this to the extreme because I'm worried about me getting coronavirus and you shouldn't be doing it for that reason either. But if you feel like you can be totally relaxed about it because you're not worried about getting coronavirus, it's not about you is like the main point. I'm yeah. going to try to what just you, put out there at least one time. <laughs> what do you think about, because this has come up a lot, like um, Joe Rogan's been talking about this a lot. What do you think about, he kind of makes the point that those who are immunocompromised or in a high risk group or who are associated with those should be quarantined. But if you're not, then maybe those people should have looser restriction. The problem is with this virus, you can be non-symptomatic and contagious. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're, but if those people who are associating with them, but how many, like what degree of Kevin Bacon are you trying to like get to before? Like those people don't have to quarantine, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, the person who's, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's Because, like, I don't even need to see my family member on a daily basis, but when you have somebody in a con- that has a condition that could land them in a hospital or needing, like, some sort of emergency treatment, mm-hmm. I want to be able to be there to help, you know? So that shouldn't mean that, like, I shouldn't be able to work at the same time. Like, if everybody was yeah. taking it seriously, then you can go out and, like, go through these kind of normal weird motions for for the time being but uh i don't know that it's just an important thing that i feel like is getting lost kind of in the wash here is that like it's not about you i mean it's kind of just a it's a in my opinion a test in in uh the ability to just like show up for your fellow human being yeah and i think joe rogan's very selfish person to be honest i mean I don't know. He can come off differently, but when it comes down to it, yeah. I think his own I think self-interest his po- I think is very, a lot of very it, high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. I think a lot of his points were, though, is like, like within California, they're talking about like shutting down a lot more things for like another three months and how like people are like not like a lot of people can't get bankrupt like our usual friend or I mean, a lot of people can't get on un- Sorry. A lot of people can't get unemployment yeah. uh, benefits. Um, like if you don't like at least here in Colorado, you have to work somewhere like I think it's 15 months or you don't get it. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people are just like going bankrupt or like running out of money, right. racking up debt. And it's like how that balance of like, how do you try to help your fellow person and not just rack up credit card yeah. debt is like a weird which, balance. Which, you know, I was talking with my dad on a happy hour last night and we were talking about something a little different, but it's the same answer for me. We were talking about just like access to testing and, mm-hmm. uh, and PPE and stuff. That's where like my, that's where my government safe net or like, you know, like social safety nets that I feel like I should be paying taxes for mm-hmm. 
would come into play. You know, right. like we have this pandemic, people are going bankrupt. We should be having all this debt forgiveness because we are like ready for something like this to happen instead of like privatizing and gutting the entire government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is too depressing. Let's move on. <laughs> this story has to touch COVID too. This next one. Um, they all technically will, even if we don't talk God about damn it. it. <laughs> uh, so there's a, there's a restaurant. It's a famous restaurant in Washington, Virginia, uh, Michelin rated restaurant. And what they've been doing, you know, the restaurant says they open, they have to respect social distancing. We're already talking about COVID. This is going to make me so angry. Um, <laughs> it's, this, uh, touch- this podcast is brought to you by Fireside Whiskey, by it the is. way, which, yeah, which is might fuel our fire. Oh, is that not a trademarked fucking <laughs> saying of theirs? Because it should be. <laughs> it's a local uh, Denver small batch whiskey, and it's actually kind of good, if you can note from the name. Um, it's a, it's a slight bit smoky, but it's good. You can check them out at uh, drinkmhs.com, which is Mile High Spirits. Uh, unofficial sponsor. We digress. We digress. <laughs> um, so they have social distancing rules in these restaurants as they start to open. Um, you know, you got to start to be six feet apart, things like that, which another thing. I mean, it's like, what does that even fucking mean? It's like, if you're in a room with a bunch of people, does it matter at all? I don't know. Um, but so what they started to do, the head chef, um, here's a quote from him. His name is... Last name O'Connell, don't know his first name. Patrick. Patrick O'Connell. Very Irish man. He says, I've always had a thing for mannequins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 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 They never complain about anything. You can have lots of fun dressing them up. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Patrick is like, yeah. Phrasing. Yeah. After he makes you a steak, he's going to like skin your body and make a funny hat out of it. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck, Patrick? Yeah. No. Uh, So Patrick continues. Always had a thing for mannequins. Always had a thing for mannequins. Uh, Oh, no. Definitely don't sleep with them. Yeah. Next. (laughs) (laughs) You're hired. When we needed to solve the problem of social distancing and reducing our restaurant's occupancy by half, the solution seemed obvious fill it with interestingly dressed dummies. Only to you, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the thing about it is... Okay, let me me continue what he says. This would allow plenty of space between real guests and elicit a few smiles and provide some fun photo ops. Uh, And this is coming from today.com. It says, The Inn at Little Washington, which is located in Rappahannock County in Northern Virginia, told Today food that it had intended to wait to open until May 29th Tasting menus start at $248. God damn. <laughs> it's a nice restaurant. Uh, on May 22nd, uh, the inn will open for ticketed garden tours and picnic lunches. A representative for the restaurant said they will also be adhering to strict guidelines regarding safety and hygiene. Um, I don't know if you took a look at this picture, though, Joe. I put this picture up. Um, it's in the Today article. Yeah. It's got these mannequins just kind like of like... tweed hats on. <laughs> yeah, he like dressed them up all nice and sprawled around. I don't know about you, but like I've, I've always found mannequins totally creepy. Anytime you're... Imagine, yeah, it's super In weird. like, you know, shopping for clothes or anything, you see them out of the corner of your eye and it's kind of just this weird, creepy fucking thing. Like nothing makes me feel more comfortable than a fake human out of the corner of my eye. They're also going to be like specifically dressing them in like 1940s attire, which I'm not really sure where the aesthetic appeal is there in relation to what kind of food, like 
you can't have 1940s food. So I don't really know. Like, I don't, I don't get why that's the choice. But anyways, yeah, they're fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, it's an unanimated person. And I don't know. It's only Patrick has ever been the one that's the real like, question I is love like, mannequins. The real question is like, <laughs> yeah, I've always had a thing. For I've me. always loved it. Everybody knows it's an obvious answer. You just fill it with mannequins. <laughs> it's like, dude, are you on drugs right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> how much meth do you need? Yeah, to like how much? How many days shift? have you been up cooking? <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, that's the other question too. Is like all these restaurants are hit hard. You know, they're losing revenue. How much money do they spend on fucking manatees, or do they all come from Patrick's like personal fuck doll collection? Yeah, I just emptied my basement, and now we have a <laughs> restaurant full of mannequins. I mean, I understand. Like, <laughs> the only part about it that like saves it at all is that it gives people like a way to just like know where they're allowed to sit and not because everything else is filled with like mannequins. I mean, there's a million ways you could do that. <laughs> it's true. You could put but a ro- you could put a rose on the tables that where you're allowed to sit. Parking right? cone, <laughs> yeah. just in the chair you're not allowed to sit on. But I don't know. He's also saying that it's he thinks it's going to be fun for people to like take fucking pictures with them and shit. I mean, the, I say this all the time. Would you ever do? Would you do that if you were in there? Like, I'll get a picture with me the mannequin. I'd be like, dude. Hey, I'm not supposed to sit here. <laughs> I guess I might, honestly, like, ironically. I'm just like, this is so dumb. This is, like, when we were writing this up, I, I just, it spilled out of my mouth. It was just like, this is all just so surreal. Like, COVID aside, just like all of the reactionary situations that, like. What if we just fill it with mannequins? Yeah. Oh, we'll just have restaurants full of mannequins. Like, if this, like, catches on as, like, a thing, you know? Like, I was thinking about it the other day because I was waiting to get a, like, latte, like, out front of a fucking coffee shop, you know, because you can't go inside. Mm-hmm. And there was a kid in the car next to me. And it's like, imagine this. Like, if you're a kid who's, like, six or under, you, like, that's, you know, you'll have formative memories when you're what, like four, you know, three or four, maybe yeah, if gonna... you're lucky, but like, you don't remember that shit. I don't remember a lot from when I was probably five, you know, there's, there's bits and pieces. So like anyone six or under going to have very foggy memories of the time before, like all the mass people are walking around or before all the restaurants are like half mannequin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what a weird fucking surreal, like world we now yeah. live in. I can't wait to tell my grandchildren, like plastic people didn't used to sit inside. <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> it's fucking weird as shit, dude. <laughs> How far can it keep going? Cause does it ever go away? They start talking. Like we basically just built robots to like s- sit people six feet apart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what's so weird. I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I don't think that's going to become the norm. I think things are honestly, I mean, we're going to see that. I think restaurants here in Colorado, uh, Polis, Governor Polis said he thinks restaurants will be open for dine-in seating before Memorial Day, which is next Monday. It's like the 25th. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll be like at half capacity or something like that, but. Um, they'll be at half capacity and maybe only even like patio situation. But I mean, from what you can tell from restaurant tours, like they don't budget for half capacity restaurants, you know, like, yeah. Is it even really going to behoove them to open up to half capacity? Well, a lot of the problem is too. And this was, this was actually something that like Republicans got a lot of flack for. I forget exactly which Senator it was, 
uh, who held up the bill, what the uh, original, what there, I guess there was like a three part relief bill. It came in like three different sessions or whatever. Uh, but part of it was to make sure that people didn't get unemployment that was more than they were being paid yeah. because then they would lose the incentive. And they got so much shit for that. They're like, why are you holding up this bill? People need money now. And now you're hearing all these stories, not to defend Republicans, but I'm trying to. You know, credit where credit's due, whatever. But like, it was a decent idea, but at the same time, it's just like, well, go fuck yourself. I don't know, pay me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, now restaurants are having trouble at getting people to come back yeah, in because they're, they're like more on unemployment. They're like, wait, I can make more on unemployment and not work, and I can stay at home and jack off all day. That yeah, sounds great. Definitely doing that. <laughs> don't have to serve mannequins. Yeah, great. don't have to serve mannequins in nineteen forties tweed hats. Like, what are we at the Kentucky Derby here? Yeah. It's like two hundred and fifty dollars a plate. <laughs> <laughs> it's two hundred and fifty dollars a plate, and there's some fucking plastic person sitting next to you. What the fuck, Hunger Games type shit is that? I've always had a thing for mannequins. I love mannequins. Speaking of <laughs> creepy bosses, yeah, let's get into this next story. This one's good. Um, I heard this actually on the like little five minute like here's your morning NPR thing. You can listen to on the app but they wrote a nice long article on it on npr about tattleware so-called tattleware which of course the manufacturers of such software are not too keen on that name but obviously um right now we've got apparently roughly a third of u.s workers are currently on work from home which i'm sure everyone listening to this is if you're not working from home yourself know at least one person who is sure um so I'll give you a couple examples. Um, obviously, Tattleware is is basically employee tracking style software. So example one um, is employees out of, uh, ooh, I forget, the Northeast somewhere, I think. Anyways, they were to install software called Hubstaff immediately on their personal computers so it could track their mouse movements and keyboard strokes. So that's one tracking way. Uh, and record all the web pages they visited. They also had to download an app called T-Sheets to their phones to keep tabs on their whereabouts during work hours. Example two, out of Minnesota... Wait, hold on. They download an app called T-Sheets to their phones to keep tab. So it's literally a tracking device. Yep, that one's literally a tracking device. And so we've basically right now we've got mouse and keyboard stroke tracking, web page tracking, and the keyboard li- and literally your whereabouts if you have your phone. A keyboard logger that is insane. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, example two is out of Minnesota, small company. Her employer, uh, woman's employer, started using software called Time Doctor. It downloads videos of employees' screens while they work. It can also be enabled. To, it can also enable a computer's webcam to take a picture of the employee every 10 minutes. Quote, quote from the woman out of Minnesota, if you're idle for a few minutes, if you go to the bathroom or whatever, a pop-up will come up and it'll say, you have 60 seconds to start working again or we're going to pause your time. So that means that that one will literally like clock you out. Like you are now not getting paid because you haven't been at your computer for sixty seconds. I wonder if these are hourly employees or or you would salary. Ass- you would assume it would have they're... to. It would have to be hourly, probably. Which is more? It's more appropriate. For, it, it's wildly inappropriate, but <laughs> it's more appropriate for an hourly employee who's like a contractor than it is for sure. like 
a salaried person. So, of course, from uh, the employer perspective, and this was from emails that were sent to NPR via the first first example from the employer, they believe that the tracking, so- tracking software would improve the team's productivity and efficiency while everyone was working at home. Which like couldn't be further from the truth. I mean my my first ex- my first reaction to this was just like what kind of management is that? You know, like what what are you sending to your employees when you say basically we don't trust you to work? Yeah, you know, like obviously everyone that was interviewed for this article is like we're a small team, we always showed up on time, all the work got done, we were always working when we were supposed to be working, and you know like. There's nothing to be gained as a manager by treating your employees like they're in kindergarten. Yeah, I think there's if they're not doing if they're not getting the work done, then I that's think, a problem, right? Okay, let me let me let me put it this way. Um, okay, there's a lot of things. First of all, I've worked for a remote company for five years now. Yeah, we work in a service industry that's basically bills on time and materials in an hourly rate. So it's a little different than a lot of companies. We're an agency. We're a marketing agency. So there's a lot of thunder in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but that's, great. that's what's going on. Feels good. Um, it doesn't happen here. So. <laughs> so with us, it's a little bit different because it's like, hey, we charge the client for eight hours worth of work. We know historically this should take eight hours. Do it in eight hours, and you're good. Right. It works for us because we're a service industry. We build. We bill for time and materials. That's it. A lot of a lot of companies aren't necessarily time and materials service industry. Yeah. So you can have someone. And I'm not trying to defend this crazy shit, but like at the same time, you can have a lot of different scenarios where like you don't really know what someone's working on or the level of effort it takes to complete that task. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, like for instance, one of my coworkers, ex coworkers, went to go work for another marketing company, and they have, and she works remotely now, and they have no idea how long it takes to do anything. And they're like, "How long does that take? Like two days?" And she's just like, "Yeah, it takes her like two hours." <laughs> yeah. So like, she just bills that, and you know, because it's like a super rich company, and she doesn't really care. So like, there are those scenarios, but that's more like ignorance rather than um, management. I mean. You would think clearly that those companies could take three months to figure out timelines for well, he, these different t- types the, of projects. Yeah, here's the here's the thing: is like I manage uh, seven people remotely right now, and basically, it's my job to understand like the level of effort that things take and accept or deny whether it's an acceptable amount of time to do a task. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. So it's like some things aren't going to be time and materials. For instance, like we need to research how long it's going to take to like build something in this new technology with my web development team. Yeah. Okay. Like that's an open-ended task. That's not time and materials. So what does it take to research, set up a server, start testing stuff? It's like you just have to make an estimated guess of what's actually worth it. Right. This whole thing is like absolutely insane. Like First of all, there's been lots of studies that have shown working from home and working remotely is actually more productive. Right. When, and better on people's morale. That's one. Two, 
like I've worked in cubicle settings. Well, we just got some lightning there. Um, <laughs> cubicles. It's gonna we're, start hailing. We're just gonna lose <laughs> fucking audio too. <laughs> like my power is gonna go out. <laughs> Damn, that definitely came through on the mics. Yeah, tight. We've got the door open, by the way, in the garage. Um, we're not trying to breathe on each other. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, essentially, even when you're in an office. People who are in an office are finding ways to waste time and they're paranoid about someone looking over their shoulder. Like I've worked in an office before where like you it's it's literally impossible to sit at a computer and work eight and a half hours straight and not have some sort of distraction or break or something. Like what you end up just finding other ways to waste time. There's like so much you, you, so many ways. You get up and you start talking to a coworker and then that turns into a 30 yeah. minute conversation, but it's like if your boss comes by, you start talking about something important, or you go to the bathroom and you sit on the toilet and you fuck around on your phone, yeah. or like you're like, I need to go to my car, and you walk around the block, or like your lunch break there's turns into like yeah. a forty-five minute break instead of a thirty. There's always a way to waste time. Always. And like, what ends up happening like at home is like I work from home all the time, and it's like I'm distracted by all sorts of shit. I'm yeah. on the internet at home by myself. You know, it's like. But the thing is, is like, I think that's healthy. It's like work for fucking two hours and then fuck around for 15 minutes and get your sanity back and then keep working. And the reason that it's always, or that it's usually better on morale is like that 15 minutes where it's get your sanity back when you're working from home is like, I'm going to go start a load of laundry. So you're like multitasking with shit that's not work related that you still have to get off your to-do list anyways. You know, so you're just like crushing it all day long, and then at the end of the day, you feel like totally accomplished. But the whole the key logging thing is absolutely insane because it's like you you should have the ability when you work from home to respond to a personal email without your boss reading it. Yeah, no shit, that's insane. And I mean, I've had the same experience working non tech, managing teams of people, where I did the job enough to have a reasonable expectation for it. It wasn't a hard, you know, two hours. It was, you know, it should take around two hours. I'll accept plus or minus whatever. But like, it became very obvious when it was like egregiously not getting done on time. You know, and yeah. it's just like we all know this is like unacceptable, right? Because like, there's there's no excuse you can give me. <laughs> like, this should take twice as long as we've always been able to do it. Just like without having to worry about tracking every fucking movement you're making. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, there's definitely ways without basically belittling people's ability to, you know, feel like a fucking adult to uh, have reasonable expectations for people. But to your point about uh, working in an office, out of this article too, there's already privacy advocates and some workers uh, worrying that the intensified tracking, uh, you know, during this COVID-19 situation will normalize this workplace surveillance and that it'll, uh, the digital supervision supervision will persist when people return to offices. So like same shit, but you're in the office. Yeah. So like you're saying like all those get up and just like walk around like, Hey, I just needed to like not look at a screen for fucking 10 minutes. Like how did you guys catch that football game last night? Well, here's okay. Like that is like, you have 60 seconds. (laughs) It's like so Orwellian and gross. Like, yeah. So let me, let me put it to some, to some credit to some of this stuff. Okay. So 
I mean, maybe it's not to the credit, but I'll I'll let I'll just say it out loud and we can figure it out. But like, <laughs> I used to do like uh, freelance uh, web development for some people, right? And sometimes I would quote people and like, you know, you have to be conservative when you quote something with anything with like any sort of development because it's just notorious for scope creep and you're just like, okay, this ended up being like 40 times more complicated than I expected. Totally. Um, so I'd quote somebody something and I'd be like, this is probably taking me like five hours, right? And then if I get into it, I'm like, oh, actually, this was really easy. It only took me like an hour. And I used to use this um, freelance program called Upwork. It's pretty popular. Yeah, um, and they if you download the Upwork program, it randomly takes a screenshot of like what your screen looks like and like your activity. And uh yeah, I mean sometimes like honestly, like I would quote it as five hours and they would agree. And then like they started they one of the people started forcing me to use the software and then it had to become like quicker because like they could like it basically creates like a, a gif of it where you can like see how it goes through it. And like, so I kind of get that to a degree, but at the, also at the same point, it's like you agreed five hours was fair. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the contract, so it's like either you think it's fair, worth your money, or not. So, and you know, to the credit of I don't know, not these companies, but just like the overall sentiment, there are shitty workers out there. So like, I've yeah. dealt with plenty of those too, but usually. They make themselves apparent without having to like be necessarily like overlorded on all the time. You know, like if shit's not getting done or it's not getting done in a profitable manner, that'll become apparent without yeah. without having again to take the people that are trying to do just do their best or like even, you know, God forbid put forth an extra effort. It's just like yeah. you've been doing a great job for us anyways. I'm gonna take a picture of you every ten minutes. You know? <laughs> okay. That's that's the other thing is like a picture or a video. Why in the world would that ever be necessary? Yeah, like a screen. Is this somebody a, else doing a, it. <laughs> a screenshot of your your computer screen. That's one thing. But right. like, how many creepy bosses out there are just like staring at some employee's tits? Yeah, or like some what weird shit? Whatever. Some it's mannequin. just like you don't need to like the idea of someone looking at you through a camera when you don't realize it is absolutely creepy no matter what and completely unnecessary like what is what do you, what is looking physically at somebody have anything to do with the work they're doing like look at their screen like what are you ta- yeah. what, what looking why at, would somebody else be looking doing at this? their face yeah. and body is completely irrelevant why is somebody else stepping into these person's shoes like is that the concern you know yeah. like somebody else is doing the marketing work but uh yeah i mean if if this didn't just sound bad enough, hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Brad Miller, CEO of Awareness Technologies, <laughs> was quoted as saying, if you're not working or doing something wrong, then I guess it will tattle on you, but I don't think that's really how companies that are buying the software think of it as. Fuck that Which mentality. is like, dude, that, that basically is like the same, same way, different wording, and a little bit less succinct of, of just like, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about, which is like such a fucking shitty mentality. Because it's just like, I hate that mentality. It's like, why don't we just, okay. Especially as somebody who likes my privacy. It's like, I, why? You know, like, I yeah. have nothing to hide, which is why fuck off. Like, it's true to a certain degree with certain things that are really important, but like the, the whole idea of like, let's install a camera uh, to, st- to stare at everybody's front door is like an insane idea. Yeah. You know, like the whole. Like I, it's like you know that argument comes up with illegal search and seizure 
you know, all the time where it's just like mm-hmm. people try to pass laws or, or, you know, gut our rights of illegal search and seizure, but it's just like, well, if you have nothing to hide, then like, what's the big deal if I come in and look in your house? And it's just like, the big deal is fuck you. You know, like, I don't, like, I don't know what you mean. Like, get the fuck away from my house. Fourth Amendment. Yeah, go fuck I, I don't want you in here. Um, I'm trying to look back. Oh, it's Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that woman's out of Brooklyn. Northeast was correct. Um, but just a final point from her. Um, this is basically just a long quote. Which backs up our initial reaction. Quote, it has really destroyed morale for everyone, she said. (laughs) And everyone has since kind of taken a step back and said, all right, if this is how they're going to treat us, why go the extra mile? Because clearly it doesn't matter to them. So rather than download the software on her computer, she opted out. She's gone on unpaid, unpaid leave until the office reopens. So whatever furlough or whatever that is. Uh, But the experience, the experience has soured her on her company. She now She's now hunting for a new job on her unpaid leave. Quote, it's not worth it for me right now to sacrifice my personal privacy and all my data for a paycheck, she said. It just made me very uncomfortable. And that's the other weird thing is that it's all on their personal shit. Yeah. Like, this is on my personal computer and my personal phone. So now you have a tracker on my phone. Yeah, fuck that. that. Like, you know these apps are just, like, background running all the time. So, like... You could try to force quit or only use it while it's open or you know, fuck, fuck that. Like their your employer's like, oh look where she went this weekend. <laughs> I, <had laughs> I was a, like, oh. <laughs> I had a small freak out one day where I was like, because you know, like in I, I use basically Google Chrome for everything. And Chrome, yeah. you can set up different profiles. So I have like my personal profile and I have my work profile. But before I figured out like how to do that, sometimes like during the day you would like search for something. And when you're logged into, you know, like your work account or whatever. Right. And then I had a small freak out where I was like, is everything I'm searching, like, go to this master, like, Google business account and they can just see everything? Right. Uh, that's not true, by the way. So if you, <laughs> if you have an, if you have a lot of people use Gmail through, uh, like, their work. If you use Gmail through your work, your boss cannot track what you're doing. So if you're That's freaked good. out about that, I did a lot of research into it. You're okay. But either way. I had a Google browser on my work computer as well, which would end up being my Google, my like my Google mm-hmm. personal browser. Account. Yeah, because I would sign into Gmail. Mm-hmm. And then from as soon as you do that, you're like YouTube pages yeah. and everything is like, you know, yours. And like upon leaving that computer, it was just like, I wonder what kind of shit is on here. <laughs> you know, like if I log out of Google, does like the search history go away? Probably not. <laughs> you know, like oh, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. I but mean, like, I don't really give a fuck. My, my like, brother's whatever. going through that too. So, I mean, not that search stuff, but like the uh, forced working from home. So, this whole company's been working from home for a few months and now they're talking about going back in, you know, a few weeks. And everyone's like, why? This is working. You know, like, why do we have to go to the office? Like, why why do I have to spend basically an extra two hours yeah. commuting and getting ready? I know people that their offices have already been like, we're just going to commit to this for a year. Because, like, why? Like, I don't know. It's working. There's a lot to be. They're, mo- they're more, t- you know, tech-based anyways. So they're just kind of like, eh, whatever. As, um, as someone who's worked from home for five years, like I can tell you, like it's it's way better. Like <laughs> I don't have to be ready until you know. I can s- basically what I do is like I set my alarm for seven thirty. 
I get up, I make coffee, and then I just like lounge around my house for an hour. Yeah. And just complete fuck all, barely get dressed, you know. And then midday, I'll take a shower at like one. Yeah. <laughs> Brush my teeth. Yeah. And then, but, it, but it's also, it also creates the scenario where like, Sometimes I do have to work late, but it's fine. It's like if I want to like go to the climbing gym for an hour and like take a break from work and then come back and like work late, it's way better. And it's not, people think like if you're working from home, like you're just like just fucking around and it's totally not true. As someone who manages seven people who work remotely, you just have to have, I just give, I just give them eight hours worth of work. And I'm like, if this takes you five hours and you want to watch Netflix, I don't care. Yeah. Just get the work done. Just do it. If we're getting the work, like, again, like if the work is getting done in a profitable manner, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like that's, and like the shit that gets lost in these types of scenarios is that people are fucking people, you know, like not a number, not a number of hours, not an amount of keystrokes, not a fucking screenshot. Like it's a human being with a life, dude. Are you getting enough? You know, are you getting enough from the work they're doing? Then just like let it lie a little bit. Yeah. You want somebody up your ass every fucking 10 minutes? Like, come on. If the shoe is on the other foot situation. But I don't know. If you can just like structure your day and have discipline, that's all it takes. Yeah. No, it's true. And, and I mean, it's totally doable. And I mean, everybody can do it. Even if people aren't, aren't used to doing it, you just have to learn how to like adapt to that. It's just manage people well. I mean, like people will be absolutely... If they're not doing their work and they have like you put fear into them of like, hey, you're not doing your work that are gonna we're gonna replace you, like they'll do their job. That's yeah. it. That's it. Anyway, that was a good rant. Um it, everything touched COVID in this fucking episode. It's fucking this hopefully no COVID touched us, you know what I mean? Yeah, I really do. You know, I just have a thing for mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had a thing for Kissing mannequins. Did I say kissing? <laughs> I just meant mannequins. Can you just print mannequins? <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that does it for episode 60. It's really good to be back. Um, we're going to do audio only. I think probably I'll um, upload at least you know the audio versions to YouTube going from here on out. So you get to enjoy those if that's easier for you to listen. But you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a podcast. So... We're around. Um, if you guys want to call in or email us, you can always email hello at newsonasset.com or call 720-282-9782. Leave a message. It was originally our advice line. If you want advice, that's fine. If you want to say anything, that's fine. If you want us to talk about anything, that's fine, or interview anybody, that's great too. Um, I think that's it for this episode, and we'll see you guys Next week. Love, Love you all. You. Bye. Bye. Thank you.